Hooray! Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Two Funny Astronauts. I'm half of the Funny Astronauts, Garrett Reisman, and I'm here yeah. with... Uh, and I'm Mike Massimino, the <laughs> other half, apparently. <laughs> the better half. Depends on your point of view. Yes. So welcome to our show. Uh, today, uh, we are going to be talking about late-night television. Late night television. Okay, let's talk about late night television. Did you watch late night television when you were a kid, Garrett? Was that like I was not allowed to stay up. I, I I I was only eventually they let me stay up to watch the Love Boat, but I had to go to sleep before Fantasy Island. <laughs> and that was only on Saturday. That's right. Those shows were on on Saturday. School on school nights. Yeah. Uh, no, I was not allowed to stay up that late. When I got older. Wait, how- yeah. When I wasn't like a little kid, then I, I watched a little bit of Tonight Show, whatnot. Yeah, I loved and, watching the Tonight Show when I was a, when I was like in high school, and uh, I got to see a couple tapings with Johnny Carson wow. as the host. Yeah, I got, went to one. It was the guests were George George Carlin and Richard Pryor on the same show. Wow, which was pretty cool. He's two wow. very funny. Yeah. those are two funny comedians. Those guys are, funny, are legit funny. Yeah. yeah, they were really funny. So that was a long time ago. Not but a yeah, I always like I always like late night. You know, I always like late night TV. Uh, still do, and you kind of got into it uh, on your on your flight. You were on. You struck up a uh, a conversation relationship with Colbert. Yeah, and uh, on your on your first space flight, right? How yeah, did- it was funny how that came together. It was kind of it was completely unplanned. So what happened was. Uh, I, I, except I kind of precipitated it. So, so, so what it was, it was, was kind of okay. unplanned, except I made it happen. You made it happen. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, all my right. fault. Okay. So here's what happened. So we're fans of the, of the Colbert report, his show on comedy central at the time. And I'm watching the show one day with my wife, Simone, and we're sitting there like about a month before I go, uh, off to launch. And he's, uh, it was when he hurt his wrist and he was making fun of the proliferation of all those rubber bracelets that people used to wear for like every single cause known to man, yeah. right? There's that rubber bracelets for everything. It was like, there's like a rubber bracelet for like, uh, biting your tongue. You know, <laughs> like, they still have those, those, those things are so maybe not as popular. They were, they were very popular going back. When was this? This is like, I think, you know, I, 04, I think it all 05. started. Didn't it all start with Lance Armstrong with like the Live Strong? Live Strong, that's right. And I guess you when he fell out of favor, the, the bracelets kind of went away. But um, maybe that's what happened. But yeah, but about fifteen years ago, I think. Right? Yeah. When did you fly? When was that? That was in. So this was two thousand eight when this was 2008. going. Two thousand eight. So, yeah, thirteen okay. years ago. Cool. So yeah. I'm sitting on the couch. We're watching the show, and he's he made up. He hurt his wrist, so he made up a bracelet for the wrist. It's called wrist strong instead of like like right. And he was trying. He was selling yeah. these things, and he was just yeah. making. He was just goofing on the whole fad of right. these of these things. And I thought, you know, it'd be funny. I should get one, take it up with me to space, and wear it, and see if anybody notices. Right. So that's that was the idea. Just like as it'd uh-huh. be a fun little Easter egg for fans of the show that maybe they'll notice. I figured it can't hurt anything on the space station. It's just a piece of rubber. You know, it's not like gonna mess with any of the electronics or nothing. So, so I got one and I just put it in my pocket in my spacesuit, And it, it, yeah. it, it, it showed up in the mail like the day before I was going into quarantine. It like just showed up on time. It costs like five bucks. And, and I get this thing in the mail and I, and, I, and I stick it in the pocket of my spacesuit, And I get up to the space station. I start wearing it. Right. And, mm-hmm. and nobody really noticed because you can't really see. It's just a little tiny red thing. And uh, except for my buddy Stu. So my buddy Stu 
He saw it. He knew what it was. All right. So he sent it mm-hmm. to his book agent because mm-hmm. he's a writer. Stu's a writer. He's written a lot of these uh, kids' books. He, he writes young adult fiction. He wrote Spy School and um, uh, Belly Up and um, Space Case. I helped him out with that one, actually. Anyway, he's a writer. And mm-hmm. he's told it to his book agent. His book agent was, uh, at the time, dating somebody that we both know, Annie, who's now my manager. Right? Okay. And Annie used to work at Def Jam Records, uh, and she worked on a, on a TV special with, for Willie Nelson. I'm with, getting I'm getting totally mixed up, man. Where but the, so where well, so, I, so, so, Willie so Stu, Stu tells it to his book agent, who tells it to Annie, who tells Willie Nelson, who who tells the producer, the Colbert Report, who also worked on their TV special together, Tanya Bracco, and Tanya uh, gets the gets the picture. So it goes on an email from Stu to this guy Simon to. Annie to Willie Nelson to Tanya, and it ends up on, on Stephen Colbert's desk. This picture wow. of me wearing the bracelet up. And, and he goes, that's awesome. I want him on the show. And it comes back through Tanya to Willie to, to Annie to, to everybody. Uh, back, and gets it back up to me in space, then I, you know, that, uh, this email. And I was like, oh, I'm, I was like, oh crap. Because <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm in big trouble now. Because NASA Public Affairs is going to freak out that this was all, you know, none of this went outside the carefully planned public affairs plan that right. they have, right? Right, right, right. So I, immediately I sent it to our public affairs guy in Houston, and he freaked out. He's like, yeah. never in a million years are we ever letting you on that show. It's completely inappropriate. You, know, you want to want to share which guy it was, do you? Because I can guess. It, it, I don't want to uh, don't say it, it, the name. His name, his name, Rob. With his name, rhymed with uh, Nod Ravius. Okay, no, nah, different guy. <laughs> no, nah, I thought it was a different guy who uh, who I used to call him Doctor No. That's all he would say was No. Who was like, that guy? We, another guy. But he had to call him Doctor. Because <laughs> every like I would hand him more like the press. It would be like it didn't matter what it was. It was No. Like yeah. you can understand if it was some some sort of I don't you know like. I don't even know. Make up like a periodical that's not appropriate. But it would no matter who it was. New York Times wants an interview. No. Whatever <laughs> it was, no. 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 There's yeah, a lot like of that no. You know, it was, I remember when on 132, we were up there and, and we got a, a request from, um, let's see, which one was it? At, at that point, it was, um, was it Leno? Or Letterman, I think. I think it might. I think it was actually Letterman. Letterman yes, went Letterman. to your launch because I was there with him at your right. launch. So he, yeah, he went to your. He might have right. been. Right. So I'm Letterman sure was at our launch, yeah. and then he wanted to interview us live on the, on his show. Yeah. Like a couple of nights later, and NASA said, "No, it's too late. We can't schedule it. It's much more important that we have you talk to this like elementary school class in Kentucky, which is what we, had, you know, you know which is like, you know, it was like." 12 kids watched us instead of like the entire broadcast audience of David Letterman. It's like, yeah, that's real. That's good. That's good marketing. Well, sense, well, well, let's say that there's nothing wrong with speaking to uh, 12 kids at an elementary school in Kentucky from space. That's wonderful. There is but, nothing wrong with that. But as far as if you're trying to reach a lot of people, yeah, yeah. David Letterman was very popular. And if uh, your job is yeah. NASA public affairs, your job is to promote the space program. Yeah. You're going to reach a few more people on Letterman. That's, that's all. And those kids can watch it. They yeah. could have watched oh. you on Letterman. They could have taken it. It was up past their bedtime. If they had parents like you, yours, I wouldn't let you watch 
late after the love boat or whatever, they could have taped it and they could have showed it to these kids. They still right. could have benefited. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Absolutely. And oh, at the same at the same time, we also had a request from Leno because Jane Krakowski, who I went to, I went to uh, elementary school and junior high school with Jane Krakowski, who's now. Who was on Thirty Rock? She played Jenna on Thirty Rock, and okay. uh, she's doing all. She's now. She was on that. Uh, what's that show she does now? Uh, I don't know. Oh, she was on Schmidjadoon recently. On okay. um, you making Apple that Disney. one up? I never heard of that one. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's really funny. You should watch Thirty that Rock. Is not on any longer. Thirty Rock. Well, it's on Netflix, I guess. But okay, reruns. Anyway, she was on that. And she, yeah. What's the one with the woman that uh, um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Like oh that. yeah, she was, yeah, yeah, she was yeah. in that. Anyway. Yeah. So she was going on Leno and wanted to talk to me live on the air, uh-huh. and and NASA said no, no, because you know we 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 we're too busy. <laughs> did you get this request? Did you know about this request, or did you yeah. find out about it after? I knew about it, and she ended up talking because I took a script from uh, the Thirty Rock guys, all signed the script, and and we were really, um, yeah. So anyway, uh, she went on the show. She talked about it on the show. She said, my script is up on the space station right now. My buddy Garrett's up there, and I'm getting these emails. She held up her phone and showed the, like, the text or whatever. And, uh, but, they, but NASA wouldn't let us on the show because, you know, that, 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 that would not have been a good use of our time. So instead, we uh, ended yeah. up taking questions from a Rotary Club in Kansas City. Uh, <laughs> I'm a, you know, I'm kind of amazed at the way some of these decisions are made. We... Um, we went in our flight, uh, on uh, in which uh, my second flight in um, whenever that was in May of uh, of 09, we were doing some stuff with ABC News, they were kind of following us. And, and Charlie Gibson, who was the host of World News Tonight, which is mm-hmm. a big you know, it kind of was uh, was was very interested in the space program. I had met him in his office a couple times to discuss how they could cover the flight, and they were they were doing he was doing these. You know, these like look ins to what was going on with our flight and our training. And then he covered it during we actually got to speak to him during the during the flight, which was good. That was set up ahead of time. But but I remember he wanted to talk. He wanted to interview us during our training. And he was at he was in Houston for some reason and came to the Johnson Space Center. And as we're walking around uh, like building nine our big training building, we see the guy there and like, hey, Charlie, what are you doing? He goes, oh, I, w- I wanted to speak to you guys. They wouldn't let me. <laughs> so he, like, he put in, they said, no, you need like a month lead time to yeah. arrange an interview with the crew. And then meanwhile, we were walking around, we saw him, and we did the interview sort of just right there because he had a camera person with him. So we got to speak to him. But I was like, I was like, why would they not, you know, we were available that day. Why would they not, this guy's, the, you know, the, you know, the, whatever it is, World News Tonight, it's a big network, right? It's the ABC. Yeah evening news that a lot of people watch why would you not want to do that and it's because you didn't have enough i guess they have they have their own rules and everything but it just seems to me yeah it doesn't doesn't make sense and it's not like we're making these decisions it's the media people that are making these decisions that they want to want so that's kind of crazy so you could have been interviewed you could have been on jay leno and on david letterman so this yeah. is going back a ways. Neither of those guys host those shows anymore for the younger no. people who don't know this about that. Back in, this is back in 2010. So yeah, but that's like the Tonight Show on NBC with, with Jay Leno and, yeah. and the, late, the, the Late Show with, uh, with David Letterman on CBS. So those are two pretty popular shows. For- yeah, they had a few. You could, had a few you could even say you were showing favoritism. I guess you would have to throw Jimmy Kimmel in there for the third one. But, you know, they had, you had two, two different <laughs> shows. 
That's crazy. So you actually could have been on both, and NASA said no. They said no. Yeah, but so what? But they also said no to the Colbert thing. So I. Uh, I so what do you mean? Did you they, ask him? Oh, they, did they he want to interview? Yep. Yeah, okay, but something happened because I remember him doing it. So what happened? That's right. So what happened was they, they, I got this email back saying it's inappropriate. We'll never let you on the show in a million years. Uh, it's political. It's controversial. It'll, they'll portray NASA in a in a bad light. And just so you know, that's a different show than what he's doing now. Now he took that's over true. for Letterman yeah. on Late Show, right? It was that a was a little more. That was pretty politically inclined. That show, if I remember, right. the Colbert yeah. Report, yeah, because he yeah. was doing a character that was kind of modeled after a lot of the Fox News commentators, you know, like a, a Bill O'Reilly uh-huh. uh, kind of spoof thing. And he wasn't, yeah. So he was playing a character, right? He wasn't yeah. himself. He was playing a so. character called Stephen Colbert, but it was yeah. a character, right? Right. Uh, exactly, but. Um, so they didn't want they, he didn't want to do this and and uh, and I said okay you know but I I just want to say that if you are afraid of him portraying NASA in a bad light probably the surest way to bring that about is tell him hell no I'm not going on your show take a hike <laughs> you know? so so I'm like all right I'll do it if you want me to but fortunately yeah. somebody at NASA headquarters it might have been Bert Ulrich or somebody Bert, at, at good guy yeah Bert probably yeah. yeah. Said whoa whoa right. whoa and and um and um and and caught wind of all this and said no 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 let's do this right and mm-hmm. the funny the, the upshot of this whole thing when I, when I get back I uh, I got an email from the deputy administrator which I think was Shanna was it Shanna da- was it Shanna Dale does that sound right Sha- that sounds right something like that yeah yeah and she sent me an email saying that was like so we did it. Okay, we did it. We did the interview. And he said, she sent me an email when I got back saying that was like the best publicity NASA ever got since like Look Magazine with the Mercury 7. <laughs> Life Magazine. I think it's Life Magazine. Or whatever. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, uh, and now it's like, and so I have those two emails. I should, I should like frame them, put them side by side. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I did it. So we, we did the thing with, with uh, Colbert and it was really fun. Uh, it turns out a couple things made it funny. Well, the first thing was, I'm up there on the space station, and I have no monitor, so I can't see him, right? Uh, and all of a sudden, they, 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 they bring up the audio, and I'm looking just, I'm just looking into a camera lens, yeah. and they bring up the audio, and I thought it was a warm-up act. I thought it was some guy just asking kind of general questions, mm-hmm. and, and I said, you know, but maybe, maybe this really is Stephen. I should probably just play along. So I kept going. I, I, I acted like it was the actual interview, and then like about three questions in, he said something with a characteristic accent. I could tell it's really him. I'm like, oh crap, we've been doing the interview all along. <laughs> it's like, oh shit. Uh, and and uh, and then well, the you other dressed appropriately. Like, Did you have your makeup on, or you they totally got <laughs> you off guard? I'm on a space station. I got no makeup. I got. <laughs> you know, what do you want? I was dressed appropriately. Yeah, I had my spacesuit on. That's uh, good. So, um, so we did the interview, and it was funny mostly because uh, there was this, there's a time delay. So he would make a joke, yeah, and then it would be I might be like serious, and then all of a sudden I'd, I'd be bursting out laughing uh, with this time delay, and, and that actually turned out to be pretty funny. And so I wanted to do all my interviews when I come back with like an artificial time delay. <laughs> <laughs> we should we should try we should try podcast. that now. Let's yes, do that we now. Should. Yeah, we should. So I did that up there, and then I got home, and and uh, and that was the best one. And, we, and and then he did a funny thing. I wasn't directly involved, but he did a funny episode when we when our toilet broke. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and he did one where <laughs> it was really funny. It, it, it was like uh, he was talking about um, how hey we're all with you and stuff, 
And, 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 you know, I know it must be tough up there with no bathroom. And he's like, wait a minute, wait, what's my rain stick doing here? And he pulled out one of those rain sticks and he turns it upside down and he's shh. You know? <laughs> like, it's like, we're all with you, Garrett. We're like, like a roaring stream and they show a waterfall on the screen. <laughs> so that's why you were still on orbit? I was still on orbit. Oh, okay. they, they sent that up to me. I watched that uh, clip when I was up on the, and I was laughing so hard. I, yeah. I was just crying, which is a problem, as you know, when you when you cry up yeah. in space because it yeah. it doesn't roll down your face; right, it just yeah. kind of all builds up. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was yeah. it was problematic, but it was fun. And then and then I got back and we did an episode in the studio in the oh, and that that's a long story too. But but before I go into that, what uh, so you how did you get involved? What was the first one you did? Was it Letterman or Ferguson? Uh, the first one I did was Ferguson. I, I after my uh, second flight, I got. Shortly after that, I got invited to be on the show. He, Craig Ferguson is, uh, we become friends. He's a good guy. He's and he's really interested in the space program and the, uh, and he's a pilot. He's a private pilot and and uh, he likes you know he's interested in aviation and all that stuff. So he had me on first, and it was uh, it was inter- I was on him. I guess maybe a couple times before I ended up going on Letterman, but but he had me on and it, it went well, and so he had me back you know a bunch more and. Uh, it was it was kind of fun. What was interesting about the build up to it was, I had a uh, interview with this producer, and I spoke to a couple of my friends who are, you know, actors who had been on his show, and I said, "What?" Well, and, and he said, they, "In general, what they told me was that they're going to talk to you ahead of time and see what you want to talk about and ask you about you know what, what's a what's a good and, and come up with stories or what you might want to talk about." And then they'll feed you, uh, they'll ask you questions related to those stories. They'll kind of feed you the line so that you tell your story. So it wasn't necessarily going to be um, kind of an impromptu hmm. interview. But they didn't do, you don't do that with him. That's what I was told. But then I, I got on the show with him, and it was a complete free-for-all. I mean, none <laughs> of the stuff that we talked about, he just went, you know, he just kind of went into it and, I was wearing a flight suit for that first one. That's what you know, NASA thought would be a good idea for me to wear, and, and they wanted me to wear one. So I wore a flight suit. I didn't do that for the other ones. So we, we started talking about that and other stuff, and we just got into it, and, and we just kind of went off in a different direction, and uh, wherever, we, wherever we want to know. And then it, was kind of, it was really fun. Uh, the, the letter, and, I, and he had me back a few times, and I've been on another show he had. He invited me on a show called uh, Joint. It was join or die. After he stopped doing the Late Late Show, he, he did another show with the History Channel, and he has a podcast on or something on on Sirius XM Radio. I've been on that a couple times with him, so I, I haven't heard from him for you know since the pandemic at least. But but uh, we should get him as a guest. I think he would love to. He would, he would love to do it. He is really uh, oh, really man, into awesome. stuff. And he's a very funny guy, a good guy. I really liked him a lot, and. Um, Anyway, so that was that one. The way I got on Letterman, though, was uh, was really because of you guys. I was uh, down at your launch as a family escort. Um, I think I was your extended family escort, maybe, for your flight. And um, Bert Ulrich, uh, we mentioned his name twice now, was the PR guy, the public relations guy at NASA headquarters. And, um, and I was a Letterman fan. I actually flew a, a DVD. Uh, for David Letterman for for his show because I was a fan of the show like you were, I think before we got on camera you were saying how you flew a uh, a script from a show uh, that that you, Rock, you enjoy yeah. Thirty Rock and and so I I flew this um, I flew this Letterman DVD and returned it 
to you know to the show. I, I, I'm not really sure exactly what happened to it. I asked Dave about it. He wasn't really sure. But anyway, since I was down there and a fan of the show, uh, Bert Ulrich asked if I had time uh, between meeting, you know, being at the launch for your families to show Letterman around on and his family on a tour. And, uh, and so I was able to do it. I couldn't watch the launch with him because I was needed over with your, with your mom and whoever else was over there. So I, so, but I, you know, I wasn't going to be around you guys. And uh, anyway, so I... Right, um, and hanging out, and I, I to, you have to admit, though, that hanging out with my mom was much more exciting than hanging out with David Letterman. It would be, and uh, David Letterman would agree. I don't think there's any <laughs> doubt. So I uh, remember I sat next to Bueno's mom during your launch, which was kind of fun. But anyway, uh, so I was, um, uh, what happened? I've lost track now. Anyway, so I hung out with him, and yeah. uh, it was really fun. <laughs> like, he was just, I, I, you know what I, the, the, I think the first sign I knew I was going to be okay was, is uh, he's there with his wife, uh, Regina, who's just terrific, and uh his son, uh, his son was there, and, and they had like some friends from school, and he had a couple of the doctors that worked on him. He famously had this heart operation that saved his life. Apparently, uh, I don't know if he had a bypass or something went, went happened to him. He, he was like close to a heart attack, I think, and, and they saved him. And he had the, I became friends with these people. He had like some of the medical staff, the doctor that worked on him, and I think one of the nurses was there, and some friends, his kids, you know, some friends from the kids' school, and some some cousins and so on. It was a nice group of people. And uh, the kids were great. And Dave, I think the first thing that made me realize that we're going to be all right here is that I, we're, we're going by the SLF. And do you remember with the, uh, when the birds, to scare the birds off, Garrett, from the SLF? Because they would land. There was a lot of wildlife around there. And they were afraid of the shuttle training aircraft having a bird strike because there's yeah. so many birds around. <laughs> do you remember what they used to do? They used to shoot a shotgun. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. They, they would shoot, shoot a shotgun. shotgun. Yeah. Yeah, so they, uh, so I don't know, somehow. Well, I and, and to be clear, they didn't yeah. shoot the shotgun at the birds. No, 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 no. Just it got it up in the air to make noise. Yeah, no, no, no. It was blanks. <laughs> was there. The noise would scare them away. Yes. And so I told him this story. I go, yeah, they shot this uh, shotgun to scare the birds away. And uh, he goes, oh, we do that every time uh, Regina's relatives visit. He said it like that, right? <laughs> and so his wife just kind of smirks and looks at him and he's cracking. Uh, it was really funny. I mean, it was funny. And I'm like, yeah. this guy. So then it just became we just joking around the whole time, which was really fun, and his kids were great, and so we kind of became we kind of became uh, friends over this. They, they we had a um, he invited he he invited me on the show. I, I like I, I mainly through his wife we exchanged emails, and and I ended up speaking at his kid's school a couple times, and when I was in New York, and I still stay in touch with mainly with Regina, but but Dave a little bit now, still now, and and but anyway he. Uh, he invited me on the show after we had this, uh, this, uh, this experience together watching your launch. Probably about a month after your launch, I was able to come in. And um, that was really interesting for me. It was a different experience than, than Craig's show because it was, it was just a bigger – I think it was just a bigger show. You know, it was more people would watch yeah. it. It was, it was the main late-night show for CBS at the time, and, and uh, he was very popular. And – I knew right away as soon as I got to the studio it was the Ed Sullivan studio where they when they now film Colbert right because he's mm -hmm. he yep. took over the show but I remember getting out of the car and it was like all these people taking pictures of you know they they just you know they would the paparazzi would hang out there or the whatever the journalists I guess more really paparazzi would and they just took pictures of whoever was walking in the guests that day and so Julianne Moore was the other guest and it was these this band called the Young Pornographers was on there oh nice and for them it was it was kind of cool to be there with them because this was their first big late night uh appearance and they were practicing their song and and uh 
it was uh, it was kind of overwhelming. You know, I was in. It was really small. The Ed Sullivan Theater is really small, like not a very big um, green room. It was very small, and in the little room that you're hanging. And Bert Ulrich was with me. He came up from Washington <laughs> to make sure I was going to be okay. And uh, and uh, well, I'll tell you what I remember is I I sat. I was sitting in, and I became friends with like with the with the band a little bit, and we're talking in the green room. But I went to go do the makeup thing, and uh, they he had the makeup artist had Polaroids of people that she had done makeup for for the show. So this is kind of an A list show, right? I mean, he's got you know President Clinton and Barack Obama, you know, politicians, and then they've got you know Tom Hanks and George Clooney, and all these people are up there, you know. And I'm looking yeah. at this saying. Why am I sitting here? Yeah, <laughs> that was the thing. <laughs> and as that's going on, the, this it was kind of cool. This 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 new pornographer musician guy goes, "Hey, Mike, Dave's talking about you." And so I went over to you know I got out of the chair, and he was going on about how he loved the space program and how he much how he enjoyed meeting me and how great it was down at NASA. And all of a sudden, I thought this was this was kind of cool. Like he was really into yeah. it. And his wife told me. We had a screening of the IMAX movie. Our IMAX movie came out about that same time. So we had a screening for Dave and his family. Dave couldn't make it to the screening that day, but Regina came with all the kids and you know some of the f parents and stuff. So we had a pretty good group there. And she came up to me and she said, you know, Mike, I got to tell you, I've never seen Dave so excited about a show uh, that he oh, is wow. tonight. And I was like, well, who's the other guest? And he goes, no, no, it's you. She goes, he's, he's really excited. <laughs> He because, says that he was. He new was pornographers fired. are supposed to be really well, hot. <laughs> well, nobody. Yeah, that's what he. No, but she said something like, not to disparage any other guests, but she said something like, he's kind of sick and tired of interviewing these really young people about their vampire movies. I won't go into any details <laughs> on that, but that's what she said. That he was interested in having a more, you know, like a, a, a conversation with a, with me and. Yeah, and uh, it was just wonderful. Can we, can we get at least one werewolf? Just one werewolf. Well, that's what. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they didn't. You know, there was not. <laughs> One of those movies had come out, I guess, and so. Yeah. But it was great. He really was just wonderful, and probably, uh, I think, you know, in the, as far as an interviewer goes, to to make you feel very at home and relaxed. There's there's a certain talent he has to connect with his guests, and he made me feel right at, right at home. And it was great, you know, and getting to know him and and his family a little bit, and and uh, and getting a chance to do that in New York. Because you know, now I live in New York, but back then, going to New York was always a treat. And yeah going back home so that that's uh, no, not always that's, easy not always easy so so no. uh i was traveling to new york to do my in studio because mm -hmm. i did a, after i came back we did the one in space and they talked about the toilet and then and yeah. by the way when we did that one in space you reminded me of something uh, uh there were a couple of nasa officials from public affairs it wasn't bird it was somebody else that was sitting like in the studio when we're conducting the interview yeah and at one point steven says hey you got some russians on board right yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. We got Sergey and a leg over here. And he goes, well, yeah. Can we do something to keep the cold the space race going? Can you like challenge them to like maybe a basketball <laughs> game, maybe a thumb wrestling contest? Yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah. Can, can we just like? I just want to crush those commie bastards. And yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the NASA people are like, you can't say that. You, there's our, there are partners. You can't say that. Yeah. And and then and then Tanya, the, the producer, turns around to him and goes, you do realize we're live, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> They didn't get that memo. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Oh, brother. But then That's I'm funny. going back. So now I'm going back, um, and I'm flying from Houston, and there are these horrible thunderstorms mm -hmm. that were, like, over Jersey. And uh, There's always, we, Isn't there always a storm over Jersey? 
Not always. It's a very nice bucolic place. Uh, God. Yeah. Uh, Garden State, man. Come on. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Your home anyway, state. So we, we can't uh, get there. Uh, we, and and they, we land in Pittsburgh. Cause we, I, well, and this, how often does this happen anymore? But we had to weather divert to Pittsburgh on a yeah, commercial no, airline. It's very rare. They usually know what's, yeah. what's headed. Yeah, they're pretty good at with that. They don't go anywhere unless they know they can get there usually. Yeah. So I get there and I call up and and there and I get Tanya and the whole rest of the of the writers and the, and mm-hmm. and producers of of the Colbert Report and they're in a bar and they are they are lit. They've been you know they've been part. They finished that night's episode the night before and they're all drinking. And I'm like I'm stuck in Pittsburgh and they're like we're gonna come get you. I'm like no you're not. <laughs> no no. So they, and I and I ended up. Uh, getting like I, I I got my phone. I'm standing down mm-hmm. by the baggage claim, and I got my phone. I got the last rental car in Pittsburgh, PA. Okay, the very last one. Where'd you go with it? I drove it to New York. I, I got <laughs> I got I got it. I got this car, and then and I'm on the phone. I hang up the phone. I turn around, and like there were three other refugees that came up to me, like you got a car? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. They're like, can we come? I said, yes, yeah, so you could come, but on two conditions. One, I'm driving. <laughs> and the second thing is, I'm driving fast. <laughs> and so, so we get in the why car. Why didn't you just stay in Pittsburgh and take another flight? No, I, I was, I was going to miss the show. I wasn't going to get there. Anymore. Oh, you were trying to get. I'm sorry. I thought you were saying on the way back. I was. The, no, no, no. This is, this is going to New York, trying to get oh, to the show. Oh, my gosh. And so I'm screaming down. Oh, yeah, the, now I get it. Okay, I thought, you, I thought they just really loved you and wanted you to come back. <laughs> No, no. I thought he said on the way back. I don't know. It okay. wasn't that they loved me. They, 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 I don't know what they would have done on the show without their guest, right? So, so um, the so day I'm, of this is the yeah. day of the taping. Well, it's it's the it's the it's late the night before. It's like it's like midnight the night. All before. right, okay, yeah. All right, and the earliest flight I could have gotten on the next day wasn't going to get me the air on time because you tape in the middle of the day, uh, you know. So, so I, I we get in the car. And I take off down the turnpike, and I'm driving like a bat out of hell. And, and they're all fine with that, but they say, like, hey, by the way, um, we're just curious, what's the hurry? And I was like, well, you know, you ever watch the Colbert Report on Comedy Central? They're like, yeah, yeah, we love that show. I'm like, well, I'm tomorrow night's guest. I got to get there. <laughs> and they're like, okay. And so, and so we made record time uh, uh, to, to New York. I dropped all of them off, and we stay in touch. By the way, with these like the, the other three people, I still get like holiday greetings. They share pictures of like when their grandkids were born. They send pictures out there, like wow. we're like a little club. Yeah. And uh, and I get there, and I get there, and, and I get to my hotel. I take a shower, and I immediately go to the studio. And then we and then they sit me down, and it was the opposite of what they were doing there with all the prep and stuff. I, I sat down at the table. I didn't have any chance to talk about much at all about what we're going to talk mm-hmm. about. And yeah. then the producer goes, okay, I'll see you in seven minutes. I'm like, seven minutes? I'm like, aren't we going to talk for like an hour and then you'll pick the best seven minutes? Yeah. They're like, no, we do this like it's live. You know, we, don't, we, don't, we, we like the spontaneity. I'm like, yeah. oh, crap. And next thing you know, here comes Steven. He's running over to the table. And I'm like, yeah. seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then we did the show. It was great. So was it, was it more or less kind of uh, freelancing the questions? Yeah. Yeah. We did get together in the green room. Before we went out there, he came in you and we, we talked. Yeah, yeah. But it, but in in like in in person there, just in private, yeah. he was he wasn't joking around. He was he was yeah. like really serious. Yeah I, yeah, I didn't see Dave before. Craig Ferguson just came out to say hi when I was waiting in the wings, and then he went back, 
And uh, he actually, we talked a little bit, even like during the commercial breaks with him. But with Dave, um, you know what I said earlier with, with, uh, with Craig, it was like a free-for-all. You know, whatever he wanted to ask. We would go through this rigmarole about what we were going to talk about every yeah. time I was on his show. I, I think I was on like six times or seven times. And then I would show up in the chair and he'd be like, Mike, what's going on? And we would just, you know, wouldn't be, wouldn't follow any kind of. So I thought that Letterman would be the same. And we went through this whole thing where, you know, uh, on the phone with the producer, all these different stories of what I could talk about and here and there. And, uh, and he was like really taking notes. And he said, all right, these are the 10 I'm going to go to Dave with. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And as I'm walking on to, you know, into the wings of the, stu- of the, of the theater there to wait with the stage manager for my, when I get called on. He goes, all right, Mike, uh, I told Dave about these 10. And he's showing me like his chart of these stories. And he goes, he likes these three. Uh, when, you hear, when you hear this, it means this. When you hear this, he wants that story. And when you hear wow. that, I'm like, really? And he goes, yeah. And I still didn't believe it until I got there. And then Dave said, tell me about this. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a little more, a little more organized. Wow. A little more, a little more organized. Yeah. The other thing that was interesting is that they had me... They asked me for photos. You ever see like he used to show like photos? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, look at you. Here's you in the Bahamas like, or whatever. You know, it would be like a real photo. We'd hold it up like cardboard. Whatever. But it was a car- right? it was a cardboard photo of. A, yeah, of yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, I've seen him do that. But they said they wanted me to, to submit photos uh, for Dave to refer to. You know, whatever it was me in space or whatever. I think I had one with me in the Mets home plate or whatever we had. So we sent him. You know, we sent like ten of them, or whatever. And uh, and they had these. Photos made up, they were on his desk. You know, they were like these cardboard printed things. But we never got to them. And I said, no, we never got to those photos. And they're like, no, that's only if you run out of stuff to talk about. So that was kind of like his backup. I think he, uh, to me, it seemed a little more like organized sort of. Yeah. Uh, and not as much as a free-for-all. And he also didn't talk during the, um, during in-between. You know, he talked oh, no? to me after. But oh. when we took a commercial break, he was doing his thing or whatever. I, I think he just mm. likes to keep that flow going so um, I think also maybe he just also needs a, a little da- the other thing I find with these guys he might have takes energy yeah I don't, yeah, yeah. God, you know I'm people talking. think that these funny guys like Colbert or Letterman mm-hmm. are like funny all the time and it's like they can't help it you know yeah and I think it's actually the opposite I think when when you're in a private setting with them and they don't have to be funny yeah. it takes energy to be funny right it it, you have to we yeah, should I mean, know. Look at funny all the energy we're, we're spending right now. Right. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how many no. calories I'm burning doing well, this I, podcast. But well, I tell you what, Garrett, I don't know about you, but I'm exhausted. I think we should end it because our <laughs> clock is winding down. <laughs> well, let me finish my. Oh, yeah. This, sorry, this, please. This, this, uh, I want to see if you agree with me on this. So, so like in private, you think they're going to be funny and they're actually kind of serious because because they're uh, resting. You know, they, they don't you, you can't be on yeah. all the time. Right. Right. And so I've, I've I've met with some of these guys and 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 they're and they tend to be, you know, like when I, when I met with Colbert, we had a really interesting conversation about mm-hmm. the beginning of the Daily Show and when John Stewart took over. Yeah, and it was fascinating, but it wasn't funny. You know, he wasn't. Mm-hmm. Cra- and and then, but then you see him in a public setting. Like we went to an Emmy party here in L.A. for Comedy Central, mm-hmm. and and Simone was there and she was dressed up. Simone used to dress in a very retro fashion she used to wear like yeah. a lot of like 1950s dresses with cat's the eye glasses, glasses yeah, yeah 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 it's pretty cool and yeah. so Cole, Stephen walked up to her and he said do you always dress like you're john glenn's wife <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he can be really funny when he yeah. when he when he's trying 
but yeah. but it's interesting that they, these guys, you know, it, and it's normal because you yeah. can't try all the time. Right. It's exhausting. Yeah. Well, at your launch, I thought uh, Dave was pretty funny. He was, yeah. he was this, he pretty much, I think because his family was there, but but kind of in you know his his general way, like he's on the show. But yeah, I think I think you're right. They're not they're not necessarily always like that. But I don't know him well enough to say, except the few times I've been around him outside of the show, uh, he was still was. But he, you know what was interesting about him? I would say that he's always looking to find out stuff. He's always like he always asking questions. Like um, I hadn't seen him for a while, and when I first got to New York, I, I saw him. It was off the show and. And he started asking me questions. How about this guy and that guy? What's going on with this and that? Like always kind of, always curious. I think he was almost, always curious, always kind of in like interview, I don't I want to say interview mode, but always wanting to learn about the other person. And I think that that's probably something that all those really good interviewers, whether they're news people, news journalists, or for more the entertainment side of it, I think, you know, they're about finding out about the people that they're talking to and what's going on. And and uh, that's, that's, yeah. what, that's what he kind of struck me, even in you know, the few... Uh, off-camera conversations I had with him, but and Craig Ferguson is pretty, pretty much always kind of funny. Like, yeah. I don't know, I just, uh, maybe, maybe <laughs> I don't spend enough time with these guys off the camera. But I had a really funny conversation with him and uh, outside him and uh, one of his. I forget it was a big. Uh, maybe it was like Lee Greenwood or one of those kind of uh, country music guys that was about nine foot tall with a big hat, <laughs> big black. I forget who it was, but. Just kind of funny. Anyway, Nine feet but, tall. but you're right. But as the other guys, you know, who's who I, like Bill, Bill Nye, our friend who is on our podcast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, you walk, yeah, he's kind of like, you know, you walk around. I've, I've walked around Manhattan with him just kind of talking. And then like a kid will come up and say, you're Bill Nye, I'm, you know, whatever it is. And he'll kind of play that character. So it's almost right. like the science guy is his character. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so that's I guess not, it kind of That's not him all the time. Yeah. No, no, he plays. All right, man. Well, what I else you want to say? One other thing I want to talk about before we wrap this topic up, because uh, we probably won't come back to it, is um, uh, one of the really cool experiences I had was I went to the final episode, the finale of the Cold Oh, yeah. When they yeah that was a good one. And, uh, and, and so a bunch of funny... So first of all, it, it, was, it, was, it was like the cool... And then we had a party afterwards. And it was like mm -hmm. the coolest cocktail party ever. Because just the people that were there were, were just yeah. fascinating people. Right. And, there were, there, there were some, like, stars that we had, like, James mm -hmm. Franco was there. Patrick Stewart, who we talked about earlier uh -huh, today, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was there. And, and like, um, Brian Cranston and these other guys. But, mm -hmm. then, but then there were all these other people. And, and the thing was, and I was hanging out with Tim Meadows. Remember Tim Meadows? He's, oh, of course. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. Night Live. yeah. And he was talking about, like, how there were all these people there that the big fear was you would miss the opportunity to meet somebody because you don't. There were lots of people there that you wouldn't necessarily recognize by face, right? Like, yeah. so. Like I'm talking to this guy, mm -hmm. and 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 the question you always want to ask is, so why are, why you, are you here? here? Did you, yeah. <laughs> did you yeah. were you promoting your book? You know, you yeah, try yeah, to yeah, open yeah. it up without just yeah. asking like, who are you? Yeah, yeah. But I'm talking to this guy, and it eventually came out that he was uh, a mountaineer, and it turns out I was talking. I figured out I was talking to Ed Vistras, who you might okay. have never heard of, but but this guy was the guy that was on um, Everest. When Krakauer, you know, the Krakauer story about Into Thin yeah. Air, when they had that yeah, disaster yeah. on Everest, and Ooh. he was filming in IMAX, and he, he, had every, he had the camera crew put down all the cameras, and he, like, single-handedly saved, like, a dozen lives that day by wow. going up there, climbing up there without oxygen and pulling people down yeah, from the summit. Cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And, uh, and, and, and that's the guy. And he's just, like, hanging out there, like, against the wall, just mm -hmm. some dude. Yeah. And, and uh, it was just a great... Uh, it was really, but it was yeah. really fun, and Eddie, and Willie Nelson was there, so I got to thank him. Oh, cool! 
<laughs> if it weren't for you, I wouldn't be here. You know, I told yeah, him the yeah. whole story. Yeah. He thought that was funny. And yeah. uh, I remember Neil deGrasse Tyson was there. He uh, taught me a trick on my uh, iPhone that I still uh -huh. use today. And yeah. um, about how to get up the, the camera really quickly. And then uh, uh, who else? I mean, it was just so much fun hanging out. Like ben and yeah. Jerry were there. Big Bird was there. Cory Booker. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, people from all sides of the political spectrum yeah. were there. Grover Norquist yeah. was sitting next to me at one point. So, I mean, it was like, it was just like, 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 it was just so great to have a chance to talk to all these really interesting people. Yeah. And, and Ben and Jerry brought a lot of ice cream, so that was nice, too. Ah, cool. <laughs> Where was the party? I forget the name of the place. It was some venue around Midtown. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of near, somewhere down around Union Square. But I don't remember exactly the name of the... A little more downtown It was, just, it was some Square. big building that we were on the inside of. Uh -huh. Yeah. Cool. But it was, it was a really cool group of people. Rico Kastik and Paulina were there. She she was yeah. And we had a uh, um, and I remember uh, talking to uh, Mandy Patinkin. You know, oh, cool. I think yeah. you, you got to know him too, right? Yeah, I did. You know, he was in a show uh -huh. with my with my wife. So my wife was a child actress. I you know Simone mm -hmm. and her sisters. They were in Evita, and he was. Uh, I think he played wow. Che Guevara in, in Evita. Right? Wow. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So, I, so she came up twice. I talked to Manny Patinkin, and I also talked to John Stewart. So here's a true story. I'll, we, I'll end you with. I'll end with this. Uh, I went up to John Stewart, and I said, "Hey, I, there's something I got to tell you." So, uh, you know, so this is a true story. So way back in like the '80s, when John Stewart was just first getting a start, and he had that show on MTV. Uh, I forgot what the name of that show was, but he had some like game show or something. I would talk show uh -huh. on MTV, but he was like this little kid. He was like, no, you know, no, no big deal at the time. And my wife was walking home from work and she passed by and there's this guy hanging out and I'm telling the story to Stuart, but I didn't mention it was him. I just said, Hey, my wife was walking home from work one day in the eighties in, in Manhattan. And there's this guy hanging out in the doorway of a bar and, uh, and, 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 uh, and she, and, and, and they make eye contact and she continues walking, but then she looked back and he was totally checking her out, like uh, head to toe, like, uh, oogling her or whatever. And he goes, it was me. And, and I said, yes, it was you. <laughs> How dare you? And, and he goes, let me guess, let me guess. She's your wife. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> so I got him to record a little video on my phone, apologizing. Uh, said, cool. I, you know, and he said, Simone, I'm sorry. Yeah. I was young. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. Did it's she really forgive good. him? Oh, yeah. Should it, she she became him, like, like a, a, in the moment because yeah. I think she thought he was cute. Oh, okay. I think she's got a thing for short Jewish guys. I don't know. And she ended up with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you are. All right, yeah. man. Yeah. All right. What else? Uh, Andy Patankin. Did you ask him to do that thing from The Princess Bride? No, I didn't want to go there. Uh, no, no, I, I, that's what I. So I did a sim, I did a simulator ride with him mm -hmm. when I was a new, when, very early in our training. Like we were doing, like ask astronaut candidate uh, simulator. So we'd get the we'd get the sim in the middle of the night. You know, like from eight to midnight is right. when we were doing this. And it was Paul Lockhart and uh, Stephanie Wilson and me. And I think it was Lisa Reed was our uh, instructor, and she, she came up to me. And she goes, you know, I need to get your guys' permission on this, but we have a guest that wants to ride with you today. And I'm like, I don't even know you needed our permission. We don't, who, what do we know? And he, and he goes, well, uh, it's, uh, it's this guy. He's, and she, she described him as like a Broadway singer, actor. Yeah, that's uh, true. He says, Mandy Patankin. I'm like, Mandy Patankin? He's the guy. She was in Chicago, Hope, I think, at the time, right? And mm -hmm. uh, 
but he was from the from the Prince's Bride. He's the guy from the Prince's Bride. You know, he's yeah. on uh, Indigo Montoya from the Prince's Bride. You so, killed like, my Paul father. Paul Lockhart's like Paul Lockhart. Like, What's that? You yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so so Paul Lockhart is like I don't. He goes, uh, you know, Paul Lockhart's from uh, from uh, where's he from? He's from Amarillo, Texas. So he says, does he sing any country? And we're like, nah, he doesn't sing any country. And Stephanie Wilson's like, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. So anyway, so I'm like, I was, I was the only one really excited about meeting this guy. So he comes in and I go, you had a guy from the Prince's Bride. And, I, and he goes, yeah. I go, can you do that thing? And he goes, he goes, he goes hello. And he gets, like, gets into the car and goes, hello. My name is Indigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Just like that, like with the face and everything. And then he stops. You did that well. And he, well, he was, I, I always do. I love that line. So I go, that was great. Thanks, man. I go, do people make you do that a lot? And he goes, yeah, all the time. I do it all the time. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. So and he said, I know. I, yeah, I always feel guilty, though. It's like, I was also at that party. I was hanging out with, like, the New York Times columnist, like, Paul Krugman. I was talking to him for a while. Oh, yeah. And I, I was, know. I, you know, and, and it's not like I was, you know, I'm not going to ask him to do, like, an economic analysis for me. I was a research <laughs> assistant. I, I was guilty. a research assistant for that guy. He was on a on a productivity committee at MIT, and I was a really? research assistant. And he was on wow. that. He was on that. Him and a bunch of other really smart guys. It was kind of cool. But what we, so you didn't want it. You don't want to ask him to do that, but it's okay to ask ask a, a guy to John Stewart to make a freaking video for your wife. That's okay. He owed me. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Manny Patinkin owed us. He owed us. He was on our turf. He was coming in That's on right. simulator. We were going to get evaluated. So maybe that's All why right. I felt Fair okay enough. doing it. But Fair I know enough. what you mean. Yeah, you hate to ask people for stuff. But he yeah. was on our turf. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I go walking into a Broadway show, and he wants me to, he wants me, you know, he wants me to do something for, you know, I don't know, show him how to fly a spaceship. I'll do it, you know. So right. when you're on well, that you turf, owe him. he was on you my turf. Him. Right. Yeah. He was on our turf, so he was all right. All right, man. Anything else? Uh, no, I think we're good. I think all that right. covers the late night. Yeah, that covers our late night escapades, or at least some of them. There's more, but that was at least so far. Of, yeah, so far. Until anyway. we take this shtick live and we we do it, uh, you know, on the CBS Late Show or something. There you go. We have yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, man. All right. Let's sign off, Garrett. We'll get him next time. All Thanks right. for listening, folks. Thanks for listening. Like and subscribe. What See you night? next time. Bye, everybody. <laughs>